December 25th, 2018. It was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, reaping fans, money, assets. And yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money. The kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends. The kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck. Like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things. All the things that promised me freedom. And it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was going to be an inside job. And... I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the unruly entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really truly finally fucking sets you free i'm your host andrea crowder and welcome to the unruly entrepreneur podcast let's go to the show our very first guest interview I hope you guys are as excited as I am. I am bringing on Amberly Lyons. She is the founder of Chakra Girl Co. and the Rituals by Chakra Girl app, a brand new app. Now, before I finish officially introducing Amberly, let me tell you guys why I wanted to bring her onto the podcast and have an unruly entrepreneur conversation with her. I have been watching her this year choose over and over to to walk away from huge successes, quote unquote, societal successes to continuously choose her soul's path with such courage. And as you'll see in this interview, it wasn't a completely flawless, smooth experience. There was um, identity shifts and there was grieving of identity sh- identity shifts. She walked away from a seven figure coaching business to start this app. So she describes the app as your daily dose of spiritual rituals for the modern woman. Her video library of on demand rituals bridging you to higher consciousness, one activated chakra at a time and drawing parallels between spirituality, luxury, abundance, soul purpose, and multidimensionality in a digestible way. She's also the host of the podcast Chakra Girl Radio, where she interviews top experts, spiritual celebrities alike to share the insights, rituals, and energy hacks that have led to their ascension. So that's the official description of her business, but what you guys are going to get is the behind the scenes peek of how she operates, how she thinks, how she moves through huge decisions, like throwing a match on a seven figure business and walking away like fucking Beyonce does in that gift that we all share. (laughs) One of the common things that we both agree on is that if 
the universe burns it, we could rebuild. If we choose to burn it, we could rebuild. And it was so fun and interesting to get to hear the behind the scenes of why she made that decision, why the app came to be, why she really felt like this was the next thing for her. Also, we dig into hiring and firing spouses, <laughs> which was um, an unexpected fun part of the conversation. And we kept it late and spicy too, where we talked about some of our hot girl summers rituals. You guys are going to like the ones that I threw in, the at, in there at the end. Um and of course, at the end, we closed with some additional spaciness, which was if she had to pick one song to walk out on the stage for her stripper debut, <laughs> what would that be? And then, of course, if she were walking out set on stage to deliver her like soul's heart's message as a speaker, what song would she walk on stage to? So we kept it light, but we also went deep and kept it real. And you guys are going to get such a fun mix. So let's go to the show. Amberly Lyons, welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur podcast. How are you? Thank you for coming on today. I'm so excited to be here. Let's get unruly. I'm an Aquarius and it's an Aquarius full moon as we're recording. So we are meant to be rebels today. I put that in my notes. I was like, how the fuck did we accidentally plan this accidentally? I'm using air quotes (laughs) on the Aquarius full moon. (laughs) So good. Um, Okay. So before we get into juiciness, I thought it would be fun to bring up what you had posted not that long ago. And you were talking about your hot girl summer rituals. And I can read what you wrote, or do you have some new ones that you would like to throw in there? And then I would like to offer my hot girl summer rituals. Okay. Say what I wrote, and then I'll tell you what the new ones are. Okay. So you said hydrate and ground, morning prayer from bed, ice roll face, ritual at altar, dog walk, and Peloton or weights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's still those. And if we want to go really deep, there's like a 12D shielding that I do every morning. Mm And I do basically like an enter an, an entity clearing every single morning. That's kind of what the prayer from bed is. And then at uh-huh. the altar, we do the 12 D shielding and like some journaling. Sometimes the journaling terms and in, turns into like tapping, or I always do like one of the rituals on my app, usually like the calming your, uh, what is it? Calming your nervous system, just like a silent meditation, which for me is still hard to this day. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the main things that we're rocking right now. Okay. I want you to tell us about the app next, but we're just, I really want to get straight into that before I even ask you some of my questions because I'm so deeply, deeply obsessed with the aesthetic and the intention behind it. Okay. So let me share mine. I also do, um, I do unconscious reprogramming from bed and I do a lot of like energetic cleansing cleanup and all that. Um, my other one is making any conversation sexual. I think it's one of my strengths. (laughs) I was, I was in a business meeting like a couple hours ago and we were laughing so hard at like turning every piece of this conversation into something sexual that I literally snotted laughing and it went, it, it went into my mouth and I was like, <laughs> I'm like the queen of a cheesy, that's what she said moment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um uh working out by the water is my new thing. Lavender mm-hmm. lattes is a total spiritual fucking moment for me. 
evening walks and talks with my bestie. It's my favorite thing now to like break up going from work into like rest and relaxation. So I do like a sunset walk by the water and, and call one of my best friends and then therapy, of course, with Dr. Connolly, who's my fave. Beautiful. <laughs> Hot girl yes. summer. Action summer. <laughs> okay. So I want you to talk about the, um, your app, but before I do that, just introducing you to the concept of like, why I wanted to start this podcast. And that was because, um, there's a lot of rules and frameworks that we're all existing within that are not really actually showing our lives value. And so I thought like, this would be such a great place to have conversations where we question fucking everything. Like, why does this happen? Why do we believe that? Why do we behave that way? And really get in the mode of saying like, but, but why number one and number two, does this actually fucking serve me? Yes. Is there any real value in this? Who the fuck cares if it's true or not? But is there value? Yeah. So those are the two things where I'm like, I want to start questioning things and I want to find out, is this actually good for me? Is there value for me in this? Or I'm doing this unconsciously or obligatory, obligatorily. obligatorily. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You, we're going to talk about you walking away from the coaching industry second, but after you walked away from the coaching industry, you started an app. Tell us about that. Yes. So I've always said that we're meant to teach the world the thing that changed our life the most. Yeah. And there was a long time where chakra healing and using that to build a business and find your purpose was the number one thing for me. And I was like, I need to teach this to people. And then I felt like I, you, you said like literally your life burnt down. I felt like I burnt my life down because I burnt out <laughs> yeah. and I, I looked at things and I was like, okay, the business itself is not what changed my life the most. It's my foundation of my rituals because no matter what was going on in that process, whether I was at, you know, a low point or a high point, it was my, my foundation of my rituals that would either bring me back up or take me to the next level. And I just knew that that was what I was meant to teach. And I, I I just know that I have magical powers within my voice. I've been told so many times and whenever I do any like Akashic readings, they're like, there's something in your voice. And I've actually funnily enough, when I first, the first business I ever started was a jewelry company and each piece came with a recorded meditation. And then I had this meditation bundle that I used to sell like hotcakes all the time. And all of my programs always had meditations in them. And when I decided that coaching was no longer for me, which we'll get more into, I brought myself back to the foundation, realized that sharing rituals was what I was meant to share. And I, I literally just looked at who am I inspired by? Who do I, whose stuff do I actually use all the time? And so many of them were apps or they were little short video content, or they were really aesthetic. And mm. I just realized this is, this would be fun for me. I was ready to just be in a place of creation rather than always in a place of like teaching or sharing or, um, 
selling, <laughs> you know, it yeah. just, that felt more aligned for me. I was like, I feel like right now I'm meant to just be creating pretty things. And so the app is something that is so near and dear to my heart because it's kind of where I began and it was always there. And now it's this homecoming to that foundation of what's always carried me through. I love that it's so aesthetic and I love how simply you say like you're meant to create pretty things, but it's like that can feel really surface level, but it's like aesthetic causes so much emotion in our body. Yeah. And aren't we all just trying to feel a little bit more good? (laughs) Exactly. It's like, to me, this is art. Like this is the kind of art that I do. I'm not a painter. I'm a terrible singer, but I can create a real good canvas situation. Um, So, well, and that's the thing too. Vibration is everything. And that's been the foundation of everything I've been speaking about for the last six years too. So we experience vibration in all of our senses. So visually and from a sound perspective and from a vibrational perspective, it's all so important. And even when I teach about the chakras, the chakras are related to different colors. So our eyes really are, you know, big perceivers and receivers of frequency. So yeah, it's important. I love that. That was such a great explanation. Um, And we're all like trying to translate vibrational information, maybe not like from a conscious standpoint, but it is in search of the feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And like, anything that's activating one of our five senses is going to offer that to us. So you're using sound. Somebody told me once my voice had texture and it like really hit me. And I was like, that's why I've been consistently saying, no, I am going to start this podcast because I know same like, I'm shocked that you waited this long (laughs) because you had a podcast back in the day. Yeah. I lost it in the divorce. Yeah, the lost professional it in the divorce. divorce. Yes. <laughs> and I'm surprised it took you this long to come. I, like, I, like, we need you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it took me longer than I anticipated as well, but all in perfect timing. Okay, so you burnt a seven-figure coaching business to the ground, and mm-hmm. you mentioned, like, burnout led to burn down. Like, yes. I want to look at this through the lens of a conversation I literally just had on a client call. And that is the concept of sustainability because her, her fear to me was, but I told myself I was going to build a sustainable business. And yet I'm my first inclination where I feel really excited is to do private coaching. And I said, it's not digital offers that make a business sustainable. It's Mm -hmm. you doing the thing that you have the most energy around. So true. So if it burnt you out, like tell us what happened. Well, I will say too, the funny thing is, is that I've now been sometimes doing what I feel called these like one-off readings for people because I was like practicing a lot more Akashic record readings. I was like, okay, I want to do this on people and just go deeper with it. And you know this too, like anytime you learn a new healing technique, you need to like practice it and do it. So I started offering these one-off sessions. I was like, who the hell am I? I haven't offered one-offs. I've never offered one-off sessions. And I've always told my clients, don't do one-off sessions. It'll burn you out. So there's that huge, I like to think that Aquarians are allowed to contradict themselves. Um, So, okay. So first I want to say I intentionally burnt it to the ground. Yes. And 
retired. I decided to retire and it did come from a place of burnout, but I always describe it as like, there was like a three dimensional reason, a fourth dimensional reason, then a fifth dimensional reason. The third Mm -hmm. dimensional reason was the burnout. It was because I was sick of people projecting their mommy issues on me. I was sick of payment issues. And I was like, this is, this ain't it. The fourth dimensional reason was an awakening to an energetic dynamic that did not feel aligned for me. My husband retired and was working in my business. Everyone's dream is to retire their husband. For me, I'm old school. I The way that I see feminine and masculine energetic dynamics, that did not align with the way that I want my energetic dynamic in my relationship to feel. And, uh, you know, for me to be the primary earner, to be the quote unquote boss didn't feel good for either of us. It did not feel the way it was meant to feel. So I would warn anyone who has that goal to really think twice about that uh, because did that, did you have that same experience? Oh yeah. I had to fire him. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So did I, he says he quit. He says he quit. I fired over you guys. I fired him. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And so, so yeah, that was a big learning. And I just remember this one day that I was, we were, we would always drink our coffee sitting in these two chairs. And I just started crying and I was like, I can't, this is the, this dynamic is wrong. And I was like, I don't know what the answer is, but I need to pull back. I'm releasing the, all the weight is on my shoulders. I'm simply putting it off and putting it on a counter. I don't know who's going to pick it up. I don't know who's going to deal with the financial burden, but I'm not doing it any, and and not financial burden. Like we had money coming in, but it was all on my shoulders. Right. And even though there was a lot coming in, it still weighs heavily on you because you have to think too, like when you're running a seven figure business, your expenses are more, you've got staff, you've got things. And so there wasn't really an opportunity for me to be like, okay, I'm going to take two months off. There's some people who could because they built their business in that way. I, my business is not built in that way. I've always been like a quick starter. Like, let's just go. It didn't have that strong foundation, which is another reason that I built the app. And, and yeah, so as soon as I pulled back and this speaks volumes to the, the truth of the energy dynamic between feminine and masculine energy, all of a sudden he started investing in different things. And all of a sudden he started like making a ton of money. And then it was like, okay, now I can really reflect, like, what is it that I want to do? And I decided I wanted to build the app and it was a slow process, not only of building the app, but of restructuring the business. I'm actually would say I'm still in limbo because right now I'm still in the process of my, my programs are so good. So I'm turning them into courses and putting them into funnels and finally creating that foundation. So there are still a few coach-esque things that I'm doing right now as I'm like launching the courses so that I can, yeah. So I'm going to live launch them so that I can write the funnels and get the emails and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then it'll all be like behind the scenes. People will get the app and then they can be, you know, essentially like upsold into the course. So yeah, so it's still very much in limbo. So that was kind of the third dimensional and the fourth dimensional. And then the fifth dimensional is, I just know that the app was my purpose in the end. It's what I started with. And I know it's where I was always meant to be. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And we reserve the right to change your mind about anything, anyone, anytime. So if you want to go back to coaching, great. If you don't, great. If you 
want to try it both four more times. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and I think too, like such a big part of it was there was such an identity piece. Like I'd built up this identity of I'm the seven figure coach. And so that falling down, like huge ego death that I will say only in the last two months, I actually feel like I'm on the other side of it. Like I slowly was getting on the other side of it, but the last couple months I've finally feel like I'm on the other side of it. But that's something to talk about too, is like when our, like you just said, if you want to do it, if you want to come back, you can, but it's like, we make up these rules of like, okay, this is who I am. This is what I do. And we create this rigidity around it. So I had to break all of that down just as much as I had to break down the business itself. Yeah. Most of us are walking around thinking, I am my thoughts. I am my words. I am my actions. I am my business. I am my title. I am, I am my, my Instagram money. bio. I yeah. am my Instagram <laughs> bio. And it's like, those are things that we do. Those are experiences we have, but none of those things are who we are. And somebody asked me not that long ago, they're like, if you, if you, if there was one thing that you wish you had known sooner, what would it be? And I'm like, I really never like to go there because I think like everything gets layered intentionally in the moment yeah. that we're ready to see it, of course. And if I had to answer the question, that I would answer it as, I wish that I had known sooner that I am not my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have thoughts, but I am not my thoughts. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like I would have saved almost a lifetime. I'm turning 40 next month of a tremendous amount of emotional pain around yeah. that. And like, the ego death around like, I am the seven figure coach and now I'm not. And who am I? And like, yeah, exactly. Like identity is such a funny thing. Cause if you think about it, we've been creating our identity through what we perceive as soon as we can hear and see. Yeah. Right. And it gets, it's, we don't have the consciousness to do that in a way that's in alignment until we get to an age where it's too late and we need to start stripping away. And I feel like that's what spiritual practice is in general is like stripping away the identity that has been layered upon us unconsciously. You nailed it. And that's exactly how the unruly brand came to be. I was listening. I was watching. Do you remember the show charmed? Yes. Witches. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't it like Shannon Doherty? It was Shannon Doherty and Alyssa Milano and somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the other brunette's name, but so they came out with like a 2.0 version and I was listening to it one night just to like fall asleep too. And the girl goes, what's the alternative, Harry? And like a British accent. And I, I'm like alternative. I was like, I wish there was like a fucking cool ass alternative school for the unruly entrepreneur. And I was like, unrule. Unrule, strip away, decondition. That's literally right. everything that I do. And I was like, in bed at midnight. Ah, that's it. I, it. <laughs> I can finally write my Instagram bio, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which can change at any time. At any time, <laughs> I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the whole thing that like the reason that I I felt so compelled the same way that you are with like your rituals. And I am with like, it's all, it's all for the same purpose. It's like what coats 
were we born into this world wearing from like the generations past? What ones were put on us after we're born? And now what ones do we want to choose to keep and what ones do we want to take off? And that's the opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, I think you're right. Like the spiritual awakening. Yeah. And you know, like the whole experience that, that we have the opportunity to participate in. Totally. So we choose. If so, we if choose so, to we walk choose. down the moments where we're willing to throw a match on our life. Right. <laughs> the universe does it for us. Who knows? Oh, exactly. You said the other day on an Instagram post, you said, tear down the rules, burn down the comfort zones, whatever you've been conditioned to think will get you ahead, will only take you further away from yourself. Uh, that mm-hmm. like hit every ounce of my soul and felt like that perfect cup of tea right before bed. That's just like deliciousness. What did you mean by that? What inspired that? We create these crazy rules for ourselves. And even if we just look at society as a whole, they tell us success is going to make us happy climbing the corporate ladder. I've just more than ever realized that I call them like petite moments of bliss, like those little moments. That is what life is about. The serotonin smile when you're looking at a butterfly is what life is about. It's not about that dopamine hit when you get that, you know, $20,000 painful client. That feels good, but that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's not what you're going to remember on your deathbed. I don't know if you're going to remember the butterfly either, but you might remember, you know, hugging your spouse and, you know, all those things, like those little tiny moments. And if we're living a life where we're getting out of alignment with those, where we're putting everything else before that, because we're trying to reach this pinnacle of success, then it's not going to happen. But the truth is, and this sounds so basic bitch, is that when we have more of those moments of bliss, that's when the abundance, the freedom, and all of those things can actually land or the clarity on how to make them happen or the clarity on how to get into alignment with the abundance, with the purpose, all those things. So it's just, we've just been... Again, like I just feel like school is just a brainwashing machine and we've we've been conditioned to think that the things that make us happy are actually the things that just make other people rich. And obviously every like I have I have zero qualms about money and spirituality. They go hand in hand in my opinion. Yeah. But that, that negative conditioning about how we're meant to strive for money from that place of lack and desperation and not enoughness. That is what takes us away from ourselves. Absolutely. You know, I've done so many different like unconscious type of therapy experiences. And a lot of times I'm instructed to like, let my unconscious show me some like peak moments in my life and then use those peak moments to anchor in those elevated positive emotions to, um, to clean up and clear more painful emotions Mm -hmm. and never once has my unconscious mind brought a peak moment up that had to do with money. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Not one. And like, I, I believe that money is the result of happiness. It's not yeah. the creator of happiness. It's, right. it can, it can be an amplifier, but it's not a creator of happiness. So I believe that when we focus on happiness, money comes, when we focus on money, nothing comes, you know, we just get into this place of desperation, fear, not enoughness. 
Well, and I mean, like the reason that my new program WAP exists and is like become an accidental blockbuster in my business is because I did have all the money in my account. I had the assets. I had the money. I had a tremendous amount of like luxury according to anyone's standard. And I still felt broke. And I still (laughs) felt like every day I was like struggling and like couldn't get shit together. So like it, how my mind was like perceiving money was still stuck in a past experience. So like now that I've turned all those dials down, the money of course is just flooding at like unprecedented levels (laughs) and so much easier. And it feels so good. And it feels like, it feels like I thought that it always would. The trick wasn't the money, it was the happiness that came first. It was like turning down those like old stories and figuring out how to actually do that. And I'll say too, with similar processes, now obviously making less money because I'm in this limbo, but once I got out of that transitional phase of identity, lots of money is coming in still when I was making this much money in my business before I thought it was amazing, but I'm just as happy. If not, no, I'm exponentially happier. I will say than I was when I was making seven figures and I'm making probably one fifth of that. So, and that's right now. Give me time. The app is going to pop off, honey. Now. But <laughs> Say no more. We know. Still young, okay. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not ashamed of how much money I'm making right now. I know I can do it. Um, but but yeah, I like they say that you're just as happy after three hundred thousand dollars as you like as you are at three hundred thousand dollars. Like anything past three hundred thousand dollars, they say your level of happiness is still the same. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that that's just kind of like a made up number because at the end of the day you could be happy with any amount of money, but I will say the way that I'm looking at the path towards creating more abundance is from a more place of excitement, from a place of heart, from a place of purpose than it was a place of once I hit this, I can't wait to post about it on Instagram or the validation around it. And I think even when I was making seven figures. I posted about it my first seven figure year. And then I realized, oh, that didn't make me happier saying I made seven figures. And then I stopped talking about money. I was like, that doesn't make me happy. I was like, it doesn't validate me. Um, I do think there's a place for it. I do think it inspires people, but just toying around with for my own self being like, did I want the money from a place of validation or did I want the money because you know, X, Y, Z for my life to make more impact, blah, 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 blah. So even in that journey of first seven figure year, second seven figure year, there was more awakening that was happening to what the money meant to me. And I had to really reprogram that. And hadn't I done that, I never would have let it all go because I thought that it was my identity. I thought that it was what made me valid. I thought that it was what made me cool, interesting, like whatever. And And yeah, so that was a big one for me too. And I'm not saying don't talk about the money. I'm just saying do the inner work first on why you're talking about the money. And it's it's a little shift in here. I always say the same thing about designer bags. Don't want the designer bag because you want to post about it and it's going to make you look cool or feel cool. Buy the designer bag because it's a reflection of how you already feel amazing on the inside. Like conscious, like I call this conscious manifestation. 
if you already feel the energetic capacity of holding it on the inside, then, you know, go manifest the damn thing. If you're thinking that that's going to anchor you into a new level of validation or coolness or success, it's not, nothing on the outside is going to make you feel that way. So it's the same thing with a dollar amount as it is a material thing. So that was a big learning that really transitioned me from talking about manifestation to talking about conscious manifestation, because anyone can, and in the course of miracles says anyone can make anything, but to truly create something is a co-creation with God. If you make something from a place of fear or not enoughness, it will, you'll either never get it, never manifest it, or you'll manifest it and it will cause havoc in your life or you'll get it. And it will drift. It will fall away. Like I've seen, like, uh, like I had this one client and she, bought her first designer bag and it was like this big fearful thing. And then like the second day she had it, she spilt an entire coffee on it, on the inside of it and like stained the inside of it. But it's because she didn't, she wasn't energetically holding space for it. So it makes such a difference. And, and yeah, it's the same thing for levels of success as it is for money. Yeah. My very first designer bag I bought out of like a celebration and milestone. And it really very much felt like it was for me. The yeah. second one that I bought, I remember the still to this moment, like my credit card wouldn't even go through on this. And I should have taken that as a sign, yeah. but, um, I was in the Louis Vuitton store and I was buying it as like my end of the year celebration to go make the post, to show people that like I did more. Yeah. This year. Yeah. And exactly. I never wear that bag. Exactly. I don't even know why it's like still well, no, I think I've actually cleared the karma with the bag. I think yeah. the bag is probably going to make its way back into my life from a more loving space, but like yes, we had enough some time will. apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. It's like, it doesn't make you bad or broken or unspiritual to have those thoughts of, I need this for validation. It's yeah. just a reminder to check yourself and you can switch. It doesn't mean don't get the bag. It means take a moment and yeah. shift your perspective on why you want it and do the energy work that becomes more aligned with it. And I think that's where... Another thing with spirituality, people get into this guilt or shame about not being the most enlightened and they feel guilty or whatever, but really anything that you're doing that is from a place of lack or fear, it's just a quick perspective shift and you're going to get that. You can get back into alignment. It doesn't mean you're wrong or bad or unspiritual. How do you make that perspective shift? What's your process? Well, I think it's literally, okay, what is the lack that is making me want this? What's the validation I think that I need? What do I think this is going to create in my life? What do I think this is going to mean about me? What am I making this mean about me? Mm -hmm. And then how can you decide that you already are those things without this material item? How can you create that feeling on the inside? And even as little as writing down all those things that you want to be, if you think it makes you cooler, if you think it makes you more successful, if you think it makes you more inspiring, write down five things that make you feel inspired by yourself, five things that make you feel successful, things that no one's going to see that you're not going to post about, and then do them for yourself every single day. And you will see major shifts. Yes. I feel like freedom is on the other side of a really great question. And those were like a handful, couple handfuls, almost a really fucking great question. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, you said something earlier around like, it was something around like being cool. And I think the thing that I think that makes you the coolest from my perspective is that 
you saw something that wasn't fundamentally working for you, but was absolutely fundamentally working for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And you chopped it down. You said no. You went through a really rough emotional process to get yourself through that and come up, you know, better, stronger, more, um, I use the word elevated, not in like a hierarchy way, but just like feeling more like lighter and refined is how yes. I want to say that. Yes. 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 And, and then you coming on to a podcast where, you know, who fucking knows how many people will hear that like you were a seven figure earner and now you're making a fifth of that. And like most people wouldn't even say I'm making a fifth of that. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, no, bitch, <laughs> I don't care. That's where well, I, I am. Also, it doesn't mean I, anything about me and it's not where I'm staying. Exactly. <laughs> so I believe I, in my baby. I've always said this, like people would always say, what are you proud of? Or, or you must be so proud of yourself for making this money or proud of yourself for that. And I said, the thing I'm most proud of is I know actually just so funny that I used to use this language. I always said, if my entire life burnt down, I know that I could build it back up. And that's what I'm most proud of is that I can build something from the ground up no matter what it is. And having proven that to myself, I'm fearless. Like if I was in a place of, I don't know if this app is going to work or I don't know if this new direction is going to work or I don't trust myself, I wouldn't be talking about that. I'd be, you know, puffing my yeah. feathers and being like, oh yeah, no, it's all, everything's good. Yeah, it was totally, you know, I just decided to launch the app and everything's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, if you fully trust yourself, there's no reason not to share everything. Cause guess what? Hopefully there's people out there that are in kind of a valley of where they've been, you know, like compared to where they've been. And that can inspire them to, to share that more too. And I'm not, a, I'm not one to like cry on Instagram and vulnerability that I'm an Aquarius. I don't, tears don't exist for me, but I think truth over, I, I, I will say like truth over vulnerability, but truth from an empowered place is yeah. so important. Like rather than being like, Oh, you know, I'm feeling really shitty today. This happened. It's okay to cry. I'm going to say, this is how I'm feeling. I'm going through this bullshit right now that I put myself into taking full accountability for it. And these are five things I'm going to do today to feel better. Mm -hmm. And you know, that the difference between those two things is so huge. And I think when we can just really own where we're at and take accountability for where we're at and also seeing where we're going and trusting where we're going and trusting that we can get ourselves there, that is the difference between truth and vulnerability in my opinion. Mm. I love that so much. Okay. Um, a few rapid questions. Number one, if there were one trend conversation or belief in the spiritual community that you could snap your fingers and it would go away, what would it be? That feminine energy is meant to sit there and wait for things to manifest. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this second question is my favorite out of all three. <laughs> If you, what would be your number one stripper song to walk on stage show? Oh, I think about this all the time and it would be, you're unbelievable. Yes. I love it. Okay. And then speaker song, you're walking on stage, you're about to deliver like your life's work message. Like what's that like empowerment song that's going to like get you going. Okay. Okay. There's two coming to mind, but one of them I say is going to be my funeral song, which is kind of morbid, but 
And it's kind of slow. So I know, I know. I've already told everyone I know. If I die, guys, like this is, this is that. Um, And now everyone listening will know. So if it happens, Um, but Beyonce, I was here. Yeah. I love that one too. That's a good one. Yeah. But also like if I was coming on stage to something, I would want it to be like Jay-Z, like bring them out, bring them out. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I fucking love it. Dude, thank you so much for sharing all of like the behind the scenes, like thought processes. You brought so much value to this community and I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So fun. This was the funnest interview that I've been on in a long time. Yay. Wait, tell everybody where to find the app. (laughs) Okay. You can find the app at shockerrollco.com. And if you use the coupon code podcast, you can get 20% off the annual membership. Or if you don't want to use the coupon code, you just want to do the month to month, then it's only $7.99 a month, you guys. Then you can just get it from the app store and Google Play. I I always explain this in such a weird way. To use the coupon code, you have to do it from the website shockerrollco.com. And then you would register there and then you would download the app on either app store or Google Play. And then you would log in with those credentials. Okay. So go to the shockergirl.co. Shockergirlco.com. Shocker girl. I'm going to put this in the show notes, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're going to put in the coupon code there and then you're going to go log in on the app. Yes. And coupon code is podcast. Got it. Okay. I'll Mm -hmm. put that in the show notes and then people can find you on Instagram at shocker girl co. And I started a second one called rituals by shocker girl, but I've been lazy and not posting on it. So shocker girl co is probably the best one. Okay. You guys, she puts legit intention into this app. I watched her in her, um, in her ritual creating process. You share a lot of like the behind the scenes on social. So like you take this shit seriously and the, the stuff that you're putting together for people is fucking fire and excellent. So you guys go check it out. Thank you. That was gold. Anyone else freaking out too? I'm Lorelai, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur, and I have a question for you. What if money just responded to you the same way your car does when you step on the gas, turn the steering wheel, or push the brakes? You decide and it just responds. Here's what I mean. Have you ever had the thought or something similar? I need to log in and check my bank account. And you were already stressed before you even knew what the number was, even if you knew you had plenty of money in the bank. What if you could think about your account and you felt nothing? It just occurred to you to check the account and that's what you did and whatever number you see feels neutral or exciting. And you notice that irrational stress that was there before was just gone. Does this happen in other places with money? That's what Andrea's blockbuster program, WAP, Wealth Alignment Patterns, is designed to change the way you think, feel, and act with money. You show up, lean back, and let Andrea whisper the language of your unconscious mind to change how you think and feel about earning, having, holding, investing, and saving money. You'll feel in charge of your money more than ever before, just like one member, Flora, who said, I've literally been in therapy for my entire adult life, and I've never cleared so much so fast. Flora messaged us privately and said she's been dealing with that shit for 40 years, and suddenly with WAP feels lighter than ever. Head to the show notes to learn more and read the feedback from so many students that have already witnessed the powerful magic of WAP.